0: Welcome to the Cut It Straight Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Whitley. Cut It Straight is a podcast helping you pursue excellence in your preaching and ministry. In this episode, we're going to continue our series, Discerning the Call of God, and we're going to look at Qualifications for Ministry, Part 2. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Cut It Straight Podcast, episode 18. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Whitley. We're going to continue our series, Discerning the Call of God. And we're going to look at part two of qualifications for ministry. And we began this mini-series within the series looking at 1 Timothy chapter number three. And so I want to read verses two and four. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, Sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. And so I want to look at uh, part of these verses and continue what we began in our last episode. Our previous lesson looked at the beginning of, of these attributes uh, the husband of one wife, sober minded, self controlled, respectable, and hospitable. Uh, we looked at that in, in, in episode 17. Now, we are going to save able to teach for a standalone lesson uh, here in the near future. But Paul continues with more character traits uh, that the man of God, that the minister, that the overseer must pursue. Keep in mind, Uh, We may not be perfect in all of these attributes, but we are reaching and pursuing these attributes uh, to be added to our Christian lives. Now, we should pause here and note that these uh, attributes, these virtues, are not just for the minister. These are Christian virtues and attributes uh, that are applied in particular to the man of God. And so, not uh, this is not just for preachers, but this is these are attributes that all of us can seek and pursue. God uses different sorts of personalities, we must understand, but we could all grow in these attitudes and spiritual characteristics. And so we're going to continue today looking at not a drunkard Uh, Not violent, gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. Notice how uh, all of these attributes are in the negative. Not a drunkard, not violent, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. Now, we should note how these five characteristics can be paralleled with the previous characteristics that we looked at in the previous episode. Not a drunkard could be connected to being sober minded. Uh, not violent can be connected or paralleled with self-controlled along with gentle can be connected with being respectable. Not quarrelsome uh, is connected with being hospitable. Uh, not a lover of money that could uh, include all of self-controlled, respectable, and hospitable because all those things are connected to uh, not being a lover of money or not being greedy however we should also see the direct correlation with the fruit of the spirit in Galatians chapter number five let me read to you Galatians chapter number five verse uh, beginning at verse number 16. Paul writes, But I say, walk in the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh, for these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, verse number 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control... Against such things there is no law, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Now, Paul is writing to the church in Galatians. Uh, in, in Galatia. now, we... Easily connect this or replace the church in Galatia with preachers but I say preachers walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do as preachers preachers but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law now the works of the flesh now look at these. Look at these. What Paul talks about. He lists these things in verses 19 uh, through 21. These are things that all Christians are susceptible to, but as men of God, as ministers, as overseers, as preachers, as teachers, as leaders within the church. We fight these things, and Paul lays these things out in First Timothy chapter number 3. We need to keep ourselves from sexual immorality, from idolatry, uh, from sorcery, enmity. And look at these. We need to keep ourselves from strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries. Well, I want to do better than that church over there, that better than that preacher over there. Uh, dissension, divisions I'm not, We're not going to be divided against our brothers in Christ Who are laboring with us in the gospel Envy, I wish I could be like them Or I, if I if I could be like them Or if I had that church, I'd be happy uh, Drunkenness, orgies, and things like these I warn you, and as I warned you before Preachers, those who do such things Will not be great men of God And that's my uh, my own interpretation of that there As applying it to men of God So We should be applying the fruit of the Spirit, and we should make note in Galatians chapter number 5, walk by the Spirit, the desires of the Spirit, led of the Spirit, and then he says, if we live by the Spirit, uh, let us keep in step with the Spirit, and so brothers and sisters, we must be led of the Spirit, we must keep in step with the Spirit, we must live in Follow the guidance of the spirit And we must have the spirit operating in our lives And Paul talks about in Galatians He said what's begun in the spirit And you're now trying to finish in the flesh What your calling begins in the spirit And then we don't try to take over under our own power But we also try to live by the spirit in ministry We keep pursuing ministry We keep pursuing the things of God And in hopes that we see a harvest And we see many souls saved. Now, let's continue looking at 1 Timothy chapter number 3. We're going to look at not a drunkard, not violent, uh, gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. Now, let's look at these together. We're going to break them down uh, one by one. And you might think some of these things are very uh, obvious or apparent, but we should look at them and make sure we understand them more clearly. Number one, uh, the man of God or the overseer must not be uh, given to drunkenness, or he must not be addicted to wine. Now, this quality, we must understand, we might think, well, we abstain from all uh, alcoholic beverages, and I am of that persuasion. Uh, but there are those who have tendencies uh, to think that, well, we can drink a little bit of wine, and we, they use uh, Paul's advice to Timothy, take a little wine for thy stomach's sake. Well, they didn't have uh, water like we have now. They didn't uh, have clean water like we do now. And so they would add those things uh, to clean up the water and help those with ailments. But now we have better water and we have better methods uh, to help our ailments and our sicknesses. So uh, that's not an excuse for us to be drunk. But we must be sober minded. Now, if we're going to be sober minded, as he just said in the previous verse, We must keep ourselves from chemicals that would keep us from thinking clearly. Your mind, your body is a tool that the Lord uses for ministry. And it's important that we keep our tools, we keep our mind and our bodies sharp, we keep them healthy. And we know the studies are out there, the, uh, the, the examples abound of those who are given to drunkenness. That what it does to their body and does to their mind, but that should not be said of us as God's men. We have to be renewed in the spirit of our minds. Uh, We must not depend upon chemicals uh, to give us uh, clear thinking because it will not give us clear thinking. We must rely upon the spirit and we must rely upon the Word of God. Now, in Proverbs, it talks much about the warnings of drunkenness or being given to wine. Uh, and so we, we should take that very seriously as God's men. There are tragic consequences when leaders are drinkers. Uh, Isaiah, the prophet, blasted the spiritual leaders of Israel for this very sin. Uh, he says this in Isaiah 28 and 7, And these also reel with wine and stagger from strong drink. The priest and the prophet reel with strong drink. They are confused by wine. They stagger from strong drink. They reel while having visions. They totter when rendering judgment. Uh, The man who's a drinker has no place in the ministry. Uh, He's a poor example and will surely be the cause of serious sin and disaster in the lives of others who follow his example As drinkers justifying their indulgences of the flesh And that's what he says in Galatians 5 We're not to give in to the desires of the flesh But we are to be led of the spirit And the man or the woman who's given to drunkenness Cannot be led of the spirit So number one we must not be addicted to wine and the next we look at the next uh, the, the next quality it says not to be violent now this is very important not to be violent of course you're thinking of course the preacher the man of God the minister should not be violent they shouldn't be a drunkard but if you're a drunkard chances are you're going to be violent uh, but or uh, the King James Version says not to be a striker uh, and so what the the original language is saying here is that you're not to be one who gives, Uh, punches or strikes or blows. Uh, A leader in the church must not be one who reacts to difficulty with physical violence or verbal violence. Uh, And this goes back to being self-controlled. A man who cannot control his own spirit is like a city without walls, Uh, cannot be contained, and you are susceptible to attack. You've got to be able to be self-controlled. And Listen to me, as you are in ministry and you're dealing with people and you're dealing with problems and uh, stressful situations. That you do not let your emotions get the best of you. And if you're one who is given to uh, rages, to, to anger, and you just have impatience and uh, you just you're, you're you're quick just to blow up, the ministry is not for you because there are going to be times when you're put in very stressful situations. Uh, And very sensitive situations That uh, you need to be on your best uh, behavior You must have yourself controlled And this goes back to our last one Not being drunk Uh, If if you can't keep control of your spirit While you're not drunk How are you going to be able to do it If you are under the influence of alcohol Or other chemicals uh, and so we can't be strikers. We can't be uh, someone who just blows up and is going to read it as to, I'm ready to fight at the, at the drop of a hat. We can't be like that. We are to be self-controlled and not to be violent. Now, let's look at our next one here. Paul says that we are to be gentle. Well, this is the opposite of being violent. With the man of God is to be gentle. We are dealing with situations uh, through laboring of the Word of God, preaching and teaching Uh, And there are times when we're counseling and we're having to lead people one-on-one that we must be gentle. We must react as Christ would react. We must teach and be patient as Christ was patient when He taught and He listened and He heard things. Uh, And there are times when you feel annoyed and the times you feel uh, stressed out or tired. But you must still have that gentle spirit. You must... Uh, be able to be sensitive to those uh, who might be in need or having trouble, having difficulty. And if sometimes when they come out from uh, difficult situations in the workforce, at home, the last place they need to run into more trouble and more hurt and more anger and more impatience is the church. And it shouldn't come from the man of God. Uh, Sometimes people are dealing with things that we don't know about and they might take it out on the church, they might take it out on the minister, uh, but we should still be gentle uh, and still love and try to help people uh, wherever they might be in the day or in, the, or in their life, uh, spiritually, physically, to be gentle to those situations, and uh, it will go a long way with your people. And that's where it comes back to being self-control, knowing that you're in control, you're led of the Spirit. The Spirit compels you and controls you. So we're not to be drunkards, we're not to be violent, we're to be gentle. And look at this, it says not to be quarrelsome. Now, I wish this were not true of preachers and ministers and men of God, but I've been in organizations long enough and been in fellowships long enough that some of the most quarrelsome people could be preachers. Uh, They have their own preferences, they have their own opinions, and uh, if somebody does not agree with them, then they're ready to throw down, they're going to get into an argument, to debate, to confront, Uh, but we're not to be quarrelsome. Now, that does not mean that we do not confront sin, that does not mean that we compromise sin and the Word of God. But there is a way to teach the truth in love. And there is a way to be gentle with brothers and sisters who might disagree. And we must be sure that we're not the ones causing the conflict in our own congregations or organizations or fellowships with other brothers. We're not the ones to be causing enough uh, more division. There's enough division uh, in the church, there's enough division in uh, church organizations. We don't need to be the cause of it, and we don't need to be those who stir it up. We're not to be quarrelsome. Uh, we are uh, not to be contentious. Uh, We're to be peaceful. We're to be reluctant to fight. Now, the Bible says that Moses was the meekest of men. That does not mean that he was weak, uh, but he was one that, when confronted, what did he do when? Uh, those rebels uh, uh, came up against him and and, and Aaron. Uh, he prayed for them. When his old brother Aaron and Miriam they they came up against him. What did he do? He prayed for them. I'll tell you. I'm gonna call down fire from heaven and I'm gonna leave this. And I'll tell you. And we're gonna. I'm. That's not what he did. Whereas there were there times when Moses was frustrated. Yes, but he wasn't frustrated in front of the people. He was frustrated in time alone with God. But when he was in front of them and dealing with stressful situations, he remained meek and gentle. And he learned to deal with those situations. That's a great study to study the life of Moses as a leader. And we can definitely, as as men of God, learn from his example. And so we are not to be contentious. We are not to be quarrelsome. We're not to be causing division. We're not to be uh, causing trouble in our churches. We are to be the ones helping solve those. We are to be peacemakers. Uh, There's a great book that I read uh, over the summer last year was... Uh, The peacemaking pastor The peacekeeping pastor It was a great, great book Uh, I think there's another one I think it's by Ken Sandy Called The Peacekeeper The Peacemaker Uh, These are great books uh, To help you all I'll add those to the show notes um, So you can get that And maybe go find those And help you a little bit So the man of God Is not to be quarrelsome And then finally uh, The man of God Is not to be a lover of money Now How often have we looked or seen the examples on the Internet, online, on television? We've seen a high-profile preacher come into sin because of money or come under scrutiny because of money. Let me say this. You're not going to enter into the ministry, or you should not enter into the ministry hoping to get rich. The Lord takes care of His own. He provides for those who are in ministry but you're not going to get rich by being a preacher or being a minister. But those who will take advantage of people and take advantage of people's trust to uh, have personal gain, that is an absolute reproach for the Christian church and the ministry. The leader must be free from the love of money. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. It is a perverse corruption of the ministry to be in it for money. Uh, Love of money is what is at the heart of all the motivation of false teachers. Just go read 1 Thessalonians uh, 2, uh, 1 Peter 5, um, 2 Peter 2, and then uh, Jude. Uh, False teachers usually are peddling a false message in hopes to get money, to gain wealth. Uh, Paul reminded Timothy that godliness actually is a means of great gain when accompanied by contentment. For we have brought nothing into the world, so we cannot take anything out of it either. And if we have food and covering with these we shall be content, but those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a snare, and many foolish and harmful desires which plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all sorts of evil, and some, by longing for it, have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pains. First Timothy, chapter number six, verses six through ten. We must be content with what we have. People that we serve and that we lead trust us with their finances when they tithe and they give of their offerings. It's important that they can trust us with that. We're not trying to become millionaires, having our own personal jets. Uh, we're not to uh, preach a gospel of health, wealth, and prosperity, and uh, you know, blab it and grab it, you know, say it and receive it, and. All of this nonsense that's being peddled on television by televangelists and those who would uh, cover themselves as being apostolic ministers when they're really not, we must be free from that. We must be good managers of our money. We must be those to understand that it's not ours, it's the Lord's, and that anything that we have is His, and that we must give account of that which He has given us We are not to try to be into ministry to gain wealth. And those who will do that, they attempt to compromise the message to have more people. And some will uh, try to uh, build large churches and say, we have a lot of people. And so they'll give up uh, certain truths and certain principles of God's word to have more people so they can have more money. Well, brothers, that should not be said of us these things we should keep ourselves from. The things that we should want more of is the Spirit, more anointing, more understanding of God's Word, more souls to be added to God's kingdom. There's nothing wrong with desiring a large church, but make sure the motives is that it's for the God's kingdom and His glory and not for my own gain. Brothers, these are principles that we must pursue. We may not be perfect in them now, but we must try to attain them and reach after them. We must walk in the Spirit. We must keep in step with the Spirit, and we must keep the desires of the flesh at bay in hopes that we can become useful servants of God's calling. Thanks for tuning in to the Cut It Straight podcast. For more information and episodes, go to nswhitley.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Cut It Straight podcast on iTunes. Go to Facebook and search for NSWhitley and like and share my page. And follow me on Twitter at NSWhitley.